at the time seeing this, this is, uh, I want to say 45 minutes before NXT, if you're watching this live. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not watching this live, I got to do it on myself. I was obviously solo today. I'm bald as fuck. Hey, welcome to the Superman Wrestling Cast. That looped almost twice, though, okay. Because as they say in Hollywood, the show must go on. Shout out to Jim West TV. And I hope Sauce. Hopefully they'll be back soon. We had some technical difficulties on their ends related to the shows. But like they said, the show must go on. Got a hell of a wrestling weekend. An amazing wrestling weekend. Cody Rhodes managed to make himself a legend. We're going to get there when we get there. And, uh, we're going on legendary status, man. This is, this is crazy. This is episode, I don't know the damn number. <laughs> uh, I had to get the motivation to do this because I don't feel like doing it without the boys. Cause I like that, that talk back dialogue, that bounce back when we sit there and, uh, discussing these things. So we might not go into no fantasy booking. Today, like we always do, we're going to stay straight to the point, to the script, and if something pops up on their head, I might just talk about it. So that being said, we're going to start it, because this is right before NXT, we're going to start with NXT in your house, something I was excited to see, and we started out with a bang, we started out with a nice, nice, one of the best storylines, I think, since the 2.0 era has happened, with Legato Del Fantasma. Versus the the Don Tony D. For him being the Godfather. Yeah, the six man tag. Loser has to join the other's families. And it was exactly what we expected. They went all out. They had a nice little brawl. Everybody doing got your people in the corner, not people in the fear, but you had the you know, tag team turmoil. The drama was there, everything was all set in books. Two two obvious heels facing each other, which we don't get to see a lot of. And then it ends with somebody took a crowbar across the face. I think it was two guys. Takes the crowbar back across the face. The other guy takes the brass knuckles to the face. And the genius that that Tony D'Angelo is, is really grown on me. He decides to push this guy over and he just lands on top of him. Raul Mendoza, or whatever his name is, let's look at him. I know I sound green as hell, man. Legato uh, <laughs> Del Fantasma has to join Tony D and the family. I kind of feel like this needs to be settled. This needs to be settled in work games. I know work games may or may not. We had work games already. But it's NXT, they can pretty much do whatever they want. So, I kind of feel like they can be settling in board games, they can do another war games, you know, for the summer or something, something creative. But this storyline is getting nothing but more, it's nowhere but up for me, as far as I'm concerned. But the more of this we see, the better they got a good thing going. Then we have the NXT Tag Team, Women's Tag Team Championship. We had Toxic Attraction going against 
Katana Chance. I have to get you saying that now. Formerly known as Katie Kazar. Or, yeah, something Kazar. Casey Kazar. That's her name. My fault. And, uh, Kate Carter. Which, if you want to change anybody's name, I would think it would be Kate. Um, you already know the, the answer to this. Toxic Attraction Bill Champions. Toxic Attraction goes over. Um, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I kind of feel like the Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction having up those kind of Reason being, I kind of feel like it's more and more harm to the women's division than next to anything. I mean, you have your standouts as far as singles, um, for the women's NXT women's championship goes, but I kind of think like it's time for Toxic Attraction to toxic attraction even make their main roster debut. Which they could really use the help for. I kind of feel like it's time for them to chase the gold. I mean, it's getting repetitive at this point. Um, I don't know what they're holding out for as far as, especially as far as Amber Rose is concerned. She's been to the dance. She's coming back to bring these young girls up and teach them a few things. I kind of feel like they're ready to go. So, um, I don't know. It's just it's time for them to chase the gold or move along so we can get some of these younger girls working in. Not younger girls. Younger is a bad time. I shouldn't say younger. But we should get a, some, some of these other people that are there to opportunity to move forward in their careers when toxic attraction is be that antagonist. They don't have that Then we had North American Championship match. Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Carmelo don't miss. He hasn't missed yet. He wins. Uh, of course, you get the typical Carmelo Hayes Cameron Grimes match. And that's not a gripe. I mean that great way. And uh Carmelo Hayes pulls off the win. A little bit of interference by Trick Williams. I can't wait to see what happens when you two go ahead and head. But um Carmelo Hayes is now yet again your two time North American champion. Um Cameron Kyle's experiment was there, it happened. I got a feeling he might perform this for main roster, I don't know. Because he's been there for a while. And it would be a shame to let him go. Because, you know, uh, AEW got the door wide open. They're doing some big things. So. If he is going up to the main roster, it's about time. But uh, if not, Carmelo Hayes get the championship back. And him and Solo score can get their little thing going. Because it's, it's time to get Solo on that launching pad and see what he can do in that uh, main event scene as far as his team goes. But, uh, yeah. We had the NXT Women's Championship. I was heavily disappointed. I I I, I was deeply disappointed because I wanted my girl with the to get the big one. I'm loving the character. I'm loving the antics, the whole pajama thing. How she incorporates that with her ability in the ring. Like this is a very talented female, and I kind of feel like she's ready to get her just do. Mandy's had the championship a little too long. Like I said, Toxic Traction. It's time for the chase to go, and I have to go. Highly disappointed, but very entertaining match. More so because of the shoot. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not the booker. But I kind of feel like I could have been the booker. 
in the NXT tag. Okay. Uh, if you haven't noticed, that opening match really set the tone for the rest of the night. Because these weren't even. I, I know I, I might sound a little dry when I talk about it because we are back burning. Most of you guys probably know what happened already. But uh, that Legato match kind of set the tone for this night. And that's all I need to say. The crowd was really hot. Really hot. And then just to have a stacked card like that. I know we don't get a lot of takeovers, but just to have a stacked card like that, and it's starting to seem like we're getting more frequently because they just announced the American, Great American Dash for NXT in July. So, just like I said, since the way things are looking, we don't get a lot of more takeovers in the coming years. And that, that, the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot. I mean, the lowest point was the tag team match, but yeah, the crowd was hot. So we had the Creed brothers going to this pretty deadly. <sighs> it was a good match. I I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Creed Brothers came out. It was their coming out party, definitely. Um, they grew on me over the over the few months that they've been there. At first, I was like, "Who was these guys in singlet?" So they, I just wasn't really really into the Creed Brothers, but they really showed up and showed out. Pretty deadly being the great antagonist that they are. It was just kind of odd seeing them in the UK because I just kind of felt like there were just so many. So many different yet better tag teams that they could have pulled for NXT UK as far as. But, uh, pretty deadly. Played their part. They were the antagonists. This was good enough for months, as, even though it was kind of famous in the background. But the Creed Brothers showed up and showed out, and they finally got their just moved. Even with the feather being kicked out of Diamond Mine, because Diamond Mine is going in a new direction. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them get their just moved. So your new tag team champions, Creed Brothers. Then we had the main event, the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Brian Brecker versus PC Society, bro. Joe Gacy. PC Principal, bro. Shout out to South Park. Man. But, uh, yeah, man, the Brian Brecker get disqualified for counting out. The title went to Joe Gacy. Um, I like Brian, but I also like Joe. And as far as the character goes, you know, I know a lot of people like to compare him to Bray Wyatt. Man. I would never compare anyone to Bray Wyatt. Not in that fashion. But, uh, Joe Gacy, I love his, his, I love his, his character. I love the fact that he's using these new society rules that we develop against people as a tool for destruction. Like, I just, I just love that whole, the ring is a safe space. Like, his character is relatable. It's a little something different. It's something that we know, but it's just a little bit different. It's just something there that you can't get out of your head. And for him to have take away, to put Braun creatively in a situation where he no longer has a championship advantage, and I, I, I kind of loved it. Like, it was what it was. I mean, when you go when it comes to expressions and emotional fortitude, Braun is the strongest as far as character goes, but you know, he has the ability to back it up. And Joe Gacy just gave him a little bit of a missing element. What happens next? Who's next for Brown? We don't know. Kind of feel like, nah, I don't know who it is. We don't know, but um, the match was what it was. It was a great match. Uh, a lot of, you know, P 
hit me spots or text me back to John Cena versus like Bray Wyatt. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt and you know, Bray Wyatt was like hit me and you know, heel or whatever. It, it kinda of brought that into it, but Joe Gacy, although he has a lot of Bray Wyatt tendencies, he's a different cat. And if you look at it as something different and as something you've seen before, there's just a lot that can go with the character. As far as Ron Breaker goes, like, eh, I, he's grown on me as a man of talent, but I just kind of feel like he's just all ability and no personality. That's that's why I get from It's like, he's just still trying to find out who he is. But uh, this is a great match overall. NXT in your house, Hot show. Hot show. I'm going to be plus. As I said, the downside was just toxic attraction. They, they just need to kind of move it out the way. You know, get, and, and, and do something different. Just do, just do something different. Have them chase the titles. Everything with Wing Chu was great. I felt like they were setting her up for a win. But yeah, just do something Then we move on. You already see the results. Everybody's clamoring about it. Better late than never. Everybody's talking about hell in a cell. This is one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. Um, it has some things I didn't like about it, but they're really just nitpicks. But hell in a cell was awesome. Before I even get started, I'm going to show an A overall. But uh, we're going to go break this down match by match. We had the triple threat match for the Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch. I did watch the pre-show. I did miss those because I like video games. So I'll play it until the show starts. Bianca Belair being the champion. You know, they all come in and get it going. Becky Lynch is just steady trying to pick her spot. She can't seem to get it. Oscar is being knocked out of the way. Can't seem to get it. Becky still trying to pick her spot. Everybody with Tower of Doom. And they set the tone for the night with the ladies. It was just a slow build to a legendary match. And Bianca Belair turns the tables on Becky Lynch. Pins Oscar to retain her title. And the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot. This match was hot and lived up to the hype. You know, and, and I've seen that a lot more lately. There'll be a lot more living up to the hype. And it's just, like I said, it's an awesome time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. And for, like I said, for these matches to live up to the hype, I think it's awesome. Um, then we had the match after that was Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, versus Omos and MVP, I'm sorry. The handicap match, Bobby Lashley and Omos. And that was the same thing. Of course, we know MVP hasn't been a competitor in a long time. Quite a while, in fact. And because of that, I knew for a fact, we, we all saw it coming. Omos was going to be doing a lot of the offense. Omos was going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting, as you will, as far as Bobby Lashley goes. And then, you know, MVP came in, picked his spots, or whatever. It was a decent match. Before the match, you know, Cedric Alexander said something to him about reforming the hurt business. MVP was like, nah, man, fuck out of here. Get out of here, son. Get out of here, son. Nah, the hurt business ain't never coming back. I never want to be associated with you. Get out of here, son. So, long story short, 
the match is going. Bobby Lash looks like he's just down and out. You know, come Cedric Alexander to help Bobby out. A little flip off the road. You know, Omos loses his concentration. Bobby hits Omos with the spear. Then he puts MVP in a hurt lock. You know, fucking kids. Swung him around like a rag dog. And, uh, Bobby Lashley pulled it out, man. I mean, boy, Bobby looked like he was in trouble, but he, uh, he made MVP tap out. Now we ain't got to listen to that trash ass diss track. <laughs> he pulled up. I don't even know why they had him record that, man. Like, ah. Uh, I never bought MVP as a rapper. He tried it. He failed at it. Just, nah, nah, man. Stop the move. Be a manager. <laughs> Stay out the move, son. <laughs> but yeah, it was all good, man. It was all good, man. Then we had Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. The storyline that just never ends. Ever. I thought it was over on time, so Kevin Owens won. Kind of expected that to happen, but not expected that to happen at the same time. And it's not over. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel be on pinfall. We had Judgment Day versus Finn Balor, Liv Morgan, and AJ Styles. Judgment Day goes over. So we saw that coming. It was, a, it was another good match. Uh, you know, everybody was all over the place. Rhea Ripley beating the hell out of Liv because, you know, Liv is a small girl, man. She's not overpowered, Rhea. Uh, they get to the end, the climax of the match. Van Bowers from the top rope. Like hit Cooper on edge. Rhea Ripley stands in front of him. He gets down, she moves out the way. Edge is spear, and they judge the day. Then we had Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. Another storyline I'm glad is over with. Of course, Mad Cat goes over. After getting his super revenge, putting Happy Corbin, Barry Corbin, whatever Corbin he is supposed to know, put his neck in the chair. He hit it with the other chair or whatever it was, and then yeah, that was that match. So that, that was good. That was a low point of the match. That's why I say I'm going to give it a hand. That was a low point. You know, two storylines really don't care. They got him out the way back in that world. Kind of then we have the United States Championship at Austin Theory, Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Here's my graphics. I don't know who the producer was. I don't know who the producer was. I don't know if they went to the paces or not. It just didn't make logical sense to me. Why? After taking the two. So. Point of the match. Austin Theory is trapped in the ropes. Mustafa Ali hits the Tilt Swirl DDT. Theory's out. Mustafa uh, Ali goes up for the 450 splash. They sell the point constantly that the sides of the ring are the, highest part, the hardest part of the ring. So after taking a move as flashy and as technical as it is to pull off, you would assume that Austin Theory is supposed to take the L and Mustafa gets the title. I kind of feel like they should have let him land the 450 splash and have Austin Theory kick out in two only because... For him to be able to move out of the way after a move like that, 
it didn't come up when we hit the A-Town down. I, I just kind of feel like they kind of they kind of took away from the appeal. Austin Theory won. I just kind of feel like he just kind of not buried. I won't say buried Mustafa Ali's offense in a way, but it just it just made what he did less special. That's why we cry. But uh, yeah, Austin Theory won. He's a championship. Now we here. We get to the main event. Today. So Cody. Cody Rhodes is hurt. Clearly, everybody knows him right now. Like I said, put our tired traveling glasses on because we're late. But uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes comes out after so Seth Rollins comes out with Dusty Rhodes bumping us. Of course, this was Amish just on. Who was, if you don't remember, during the original days of NXT, the general manager of NXT was Dusty Rhodes. He is so single-handedly responsible for a lot of the mainstream talent that you're enjoying on the movie television right now. So, and I'm Rich Dusty Rose comes out the poke dots. You know, it's, it's a perfect heel move at the same time. If you know, you know. Get ready to hear Cody's, Cody's music. And they made the announcement that Cody is wrestling with a to try something. So he gets to the ring and he takes off his jacket. When I say this boy is trying, it looks, whoo. It, 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 oh boy. <laughs> it was, it was something. It was definitely injured. You couldn't kayfabe it. Even my girl's like, hey baby, you think that's uh, makeup? I'm like, nah. Like, it, it was, it was pretty obvious that this man was hurt. And it's made it pretty obvious that he has a passion for this business that you don't see you don't see a lot nowadays. And the spots that were being taken during the match and him being hit with injury multiple times probably felt like it was just a miserable pain. For him to go through all of that, all of his offense and sledgehammers, taking weight belt shots, for him to go through all of that and finish the match there is not a man tougher than Cody Rhodes, as far as I'm concerned. There's, there's not a lot of tough guys left, and it gives hope for the new generation of wrestlers that are taking over because that, he he made himself a legend in one night. That is definitely match of the year, definitely, and it's going to be really hard to top that performance, as far as anybody else is concerned. Uh, wish you luck, more power to you. But yeah, that was the best pay per view that WWE has put together in quite a long time since WrestleMania. And uh, the only thing they can do from here is keep the ball rolling. And they're just smart booking. Just just real smart booking. Real smart booking. And then even on Raw, you know, we're moving on to Raw. You know, Cody comes out and the crowd just embraces him like the rest of the wrestling, wrestling community has with open arms. And he gives a heartfelt speech. Even Seth Rollins had to come out and pay his honors, pay his respects. This is something to get the rest of the world talking. You know, it didn't end the way storyline, you know, the show must go on. They still had to make Seth look like the top, one of the top heels in the company. But, uh, yeah, you just can't deny passion. And passion always bleeds through no matter what you do. So that, that was definitely a, a win for everybody. 
even if it was a win for wrestling as a whole. Um, first match of Raw for the night of six six twenty two. We had Becky Lynch versus Dana Brooke. This was really fucking weird. Um, first of all, I'm glad to see Dana Brooke on TV again in some capacity. I don't know what she did to deserve wrestling a uh, former champion, but hey, hey, if you get on TV, you get on TV, I guess. <laughs> you heard her? Oh, yeah, they didn't even give her interest music. That shows you how this match was, but I guess. I don't, I don't know who booked this shit. But, um, they're getting the match starts, and then you see everybody in the back from the 24-7 championship running to the ring, and, you know, Dana Brooke. Stops that match totally. Doesn't fucking make sense to me. They stop the match, and then Dana Brooke pins Sazawa and gets the championship back, and then Becky wants to wrestle Dana Brooke for the 20% title. Like, they make this shit make sense, coach. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's, it did, it did. They they start the match for the twenty four seven championship after Dana after Becky Lynch threatens everybody at ringside. Like she just that bitch for real. But she hasn't been that bitch in a while. <laughs> and then loses to Dana Brooke, which is the ultimate upset. I don't know what the plans are for Becky, but damn. And maybe I'm making a molehill out of Ant Hill here, but Damn. <laughs> Becky Lynch takes a loss to Dana Brooke by television. After being one of the top heels in the company as far as the women goes. For the better part of what? Since SummerSlam last year? Like that is bananas to me. But you know what? It's not my company. It's do what you will. But yeah, I just kind of feel like that was, that was kind of next. That, that 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 was that was just. Then we get the Miz and the Miz show, whatever they call it, Miz TV, Miz and Mrs. Miz and whoever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, but it's not reality. So we get the Miz TV, and then uh. He's hyping up Miz and Mrs. because you know WWE make money off of that. I'm like, I don't know if not a lot of y'all know. People involved make money, but whatever it's Total Divas or Miz and Mrs. or Up Up Downtown, Up Up Down Down. I said Downtown. Uh, up Up Down Down. WWE makes money off of that, so you're gonna have to plug it. So they uh plug Miz and Mrs. and they're caring all about his wife and her new tits and all this other stuff. Yeah. Alright, she got a boo job, who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> see what city it's in the mall. But, uh, yeah, so, they're plugging Miz and Mrs. Out comes Riddle, who was actually the announced yesterday. So, you know what she is. And he comes out and says that he, he pretty much gives the spell of, I don't care what you got going on, I want to get my revenge on the bloodline. Uh, Miz TV or Miz and Mrs. sucks. Then they continue to steal RVD's gimmick from ECW because it's cool again. You know, Riddle 420. You remember that old spell? I know I got splash wrestling fans. RVD 420 says, I just smoked your ass. Yeah, Riddle's using that shit now. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Riddle challenges the Miz to a match. Miz like, nah. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle you, bro. It's not happening. The Champa out of nowhere. I don't know what. I forgot that Samasa Champa was on the main roster. Let's just call it there. <laughs> Champa comes out of nowhere, attacks Riddle, then the Miz takes the match, and then he loses the Riddle. So what was the point of Champa coming out and just attacking Riddle? Next, like I said, my name was Bob. I almost forgot that I was even taking notes for the podcast because it was that over, it was that all over the place. Then we follow that crap up with. Cause I'm, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm shitting on the show. I'm really not. But it was just that. It was just weird. Very fucking weird. It was the weirdest run after one of the hottest matches. Like it was. But a high note of the night. Get the Usos versus Street Profits. For the number one contendership in fact few titles, and when I say they tore the house down, this was a definite pick me up from start to finish. Street Profits came ready to go. They came ready to go. They came ready to play. They was on the A game. Usos always on the A game. You know they the ones. They always on the A game, man. They had tag team match for the ages. Uh, to the point where, you know, Riddle got involved a little bit. He came out and he held one of the Usos outside the ring while the other Usos outside the ring. Street Profits take a count out victory. I honestly felt like I get there trying to protect the Usos, but let the Street Profits be clean. They should have won it. They should have won it clean. It was a great match. It was one of the high points of the night. Um, other high point of the night. After that, that match started. Yeah. Um, we're counting down to a new member of the Judgment Day. And it didn't go the way everybody thought it was going to go. <laughs> so Finn Balor comes out, shocked to me because I thought it was going to be somebody else. I was like, Edge is wasting our time. I'm like, yeah, Edge wasting our time. He's going to heal Finn. It's not going to be a new member or whatever. That's the way I was looking at it. Out comes Finn Balor. They do this whole spiel how him and Rhea Ripley talk on the phone. They feel like they got a lot in common. And they say, wow, we're finally ready to get rid of our weaknesses. We're finally ready to get rid of one thing that's holding us back. And they proceed to attack Edge. Everybody's surprised. Nobody saw it coming. We in Swerve City. It's finally something done right. It was a swerve for around the world. Edge is kicked out of the Judgment Day and Finn Balor's new. Kudos. Compliments to Chef. Nobody saw it. I like this idea. I like the fact that they were moving forward like this. I love it all. It was, it was definitely a great, great, great way to keep that faction going. Giving them some young blood, giving Ed some time off to do whatever. Definitely great. Um, after that, actually, that was way late in the show. Oh, yes, I forgot. Veer was here. <laughs> Veer was there. Um, he beat up Dominic Mysterio again. Um, I don't know what's next for Veer, but I'm tired of him coming. Get this man some real competition. If you want to get me sold on here, 
give them some real competition. Because Veer taking out Dominic Mysterio is like having a dog fight and betting on the Chihuahua to be the pit. It's just not going to fucking happen. He's inexperienced. Uh, he has a lot to go, a lot, a lot to learn. He was tossing the wolves too soon. I would have definitely think that Dominic Mysterio would feel would veer better in the main event scene of NXT or in the United States Championship scene of NXT just to kind of learn the fundamentals a little bit. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm tired of seeing Veer beat up on the Mysterios, man. Give him some real competition. Give him some real competition. Show me what he can really do. Book him like he books um, uh, Rusev back in the day. Give him some real people to beat up. Yeah. I, let's, let's go here. Have a beat up Shanky. Shanky and that shit. Have a beat up on Shanky for a few weeks. Have a beat up some different people. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, Beer was there. He won his match via beyond disqualification because beat up Ray Mysterio. He beat up Dominic Mysterio too bad and Daddy had to step in and save him. It's Naruto, it's, 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 it's Naruto all over again. Look. <laughs> Give Beer some real opponents. Give a mad cat moss or something. And then, we already talked about Finn Balor setting judgment day, which is great. We had Omos versus Cedric Alexander. Use your imagination, you already know what happened. Hulk smash. Cedric Alexander got squashed on the ground. Then we had Otis versus Ezekiel. Which I was cool with. Then, just to piss me off, because Vince knows I'm watching, he gets a rematch against Kevin Owens next week. <laughs> the only way he can get the rematch is if he admitted he was a liar. Then they try to do an Eddie Guerrero a lie, and then he runs off. Let it die. Can we please just let it die? The audience isn't that stupid. I mean, nobody in the world is that stupid. We did it. You don't want nobody calling Elias anymore. Guess what? It's what they're going to do. You can't change it. You made him shave his beard off. You made him cut his hair, but he still looks like Elias. <laughs> You're not going to get this off. So just put him in a different storyline. Put him back in catering. Where he's talking about anyway. You're not going to book him. He wrestles like shit. Either bring back Elias or just, I don't know. Storyline is over. Uh, then we had the main event. This is a great main event. And then the high note. We had the Fatal 4 where we had the women's championship match. Fatal 4 way for the uh, number one contendership for the women's championship. We had Rhea Ripley versus Alexa Bliss versus Doodrop versus Liv Morgan. Nikki Ash still comes out in that stupid ass cape and mask. She's been a heel for about a year now. Uh, what well, I think of how they book Blue Drop is Nikki Ash. Uh, it's like the two hyper kids in school. Like, <laughs> you got the one kid who just ate too much sugar and never grew up. Then the big kid that looks out for her, but beats her up when they go home. I don't fucking know. It's, it's weird. She still running around this damn golden blue suit. The gimmick went over like a fucking wet blanket on concrete. Like, real Ripley won. That's all I got to read what I got to say. It was, a, it was a great match. Piper Niven delivers every time. 
Liv Morgan was really coming to her own. Uh, Nikki was there. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't even part of the match. She's a valet for Doudrop. Are you dressed in a cape and you're a valet for a girl named Doudrop? I don't, I don't know. But, um, Rhea Ripley won, obviously, because they're trying to get Judgment Day over. It gives Bianca Belair a new antagonist. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Raw was weird. I'm going to still give it an A minus. But it was just weird, though. Like, I don't even know who booked this shit, who produced this shit. But, uh, it really fucking seemed like Raw was all over the place. And I, and I mean it. Like, it was weird. Uh, I don't know. That's just, like, I kind of, I don't know. Uh, for those who don't know, because I keep hearing a lot of, hey, that means is he going to be the demon? Look, the body paint, the demon as far as their body goes. It's not an all-the-time thing. It's never going to be permanent. He does it on special occasions. If you watch, if you want to know, if you want to know what I'm talking about, um, go watch his New Japan matches when he was pissed most of his matches, you know, he was a bullet club and stuff. He wrestled those matches without body paint. It wasn't a regular thing. Now, if you look at his Wrestle Kingdoms and stuff like that, he did it then, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where that stems from. It's not an everyday thing, but he is the perfect leader to be a, to lead Judgment Day because he, he, I, Edge isn't getting any younger. You know, he's not, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to see him back. I'm glad he was coming back and doing his group, but he did sign a contract for limited dates. Now, when they get ready to shut down the group, will Edge get his revenge? Yeah. In what way? We don't know. His Edge. But yeah, that was, I mean, Raw overall was A minus. Weird, weird booking decision. This is his, uh, weird character development, man. Um, yeah. Nobody, nobody messes with me today, so. And, uh, Doudrop should have never been Doudrop to the jury. They could have kept her as, as, uh, Piper Niven. That's what she's known for. She's a hell of a talent. She's passionate about the business, man. The Doudrop, that name alone kind of holds her back. And you see, you can see the difference because her in-ring ability is top tier. The fact that they're holding her back with a silly ass name like that, it's just weird. Very But, uh, uh, other than that, uh, Cody's gonna be out for at least five months. A lot of people asked me, he, he looked at the money in the bank. I swear to God, like, if he, if, if Cody can make it to money in the bank that soon after surgery, he's a miracle. It's John Cena, the freaking nature that he is. It took him four months to get back from his pectoral tear. Uh, he he have, God is on that man's side. If he can be back by money today, like in a major way. Um, as far as who my pick is to win money in the bank, I'm not sure yet. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, as far as on the women's side, Shayna Baszler, she's long overdue. I say give it to Shayna. That's my pick. If Shayna's in the match, I say give it to Shayna. And if not, I'll adjust my pick. 
accordingly because I think Shannon is the push. As far as the men go, I say maybe five. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. But uh, this has been the Two the Matt Russell Cavs. This has been your boy Zedmine TV. And uh, we out.